You're listening to The Voluntary Life, where you can hear ideas for finding freedom in an unfree world. Visit thevoluntarylife.com to connect with the show and hear all past episodes. Here's your host, Jake. Hi, it's Jake here. Welcome to The Voluntary Life. This week's episode is from a listener question that I received in the Voluntary Life Facebook group. By the way, if you want to join that group, you can find a link on thevoluntarylife.com. The group is called The Voluntary Life Community. It's on Facebook. Just request to be added and I can add you into the group. And here's one of the questions that I got from a listener in that group. He wrote, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about delayed gratification From what I gather, for much of your 20s, you work very hard on building your business and for long hours each day. It has clearly paid off for you as you've sold the business and enjoyed many years of financial independence. But is this something you'd recommend for younger people? What's the best way of thinking about the work-life balance at that stage of life? I find myself thinking, what if I worked extremely hard for many years and died in a freak accident before I'd got to travel extensively and have significant life experiences? It may seem like pessimism, but to focus almost entirely on one's work must require some delayed gratification, unless you truly love your work. Similar issues are involved with extreme saving. I thought you might have some good insights about the sorts of questions to ask yourself to get a better understanding of how to approach this. Well, thank you very much for the question. I think this is a really interesting and important topic. So my understanding of this question is about whether it is worth delaying or deferring your gratification to work really hard, let's say on a business, so that one day you can become financially independent if you run the risk of missing out on life, basically. That, that's what I get from what this listener has, has written. And I can really understand that fear that you might work like crazy and then get hit by a bus and die before you ever reach financial independence. So the question that this person is posing is, well, Given that risk, is it really worth missing out on life? And the other example he used was extreme saving, which is this idea that you can save your way to financial independence by being extremely frugal, living off, say, about 30% of your income and just saving the remaining 70% so that you live a really frugal life. And the question that this listener is posing is, you know, is, is that really worth it? You might reach financial independence in the end, but you're going to miss out on a lot of enjoyable things by saving that money. And if you're young and looking at the length of time that it's going to take you to reach financial independence, is it really worth it? Or rather, I think what he's asking is, what are some of the questions that you should pose to yourself to think about whether it is worth it or not? I think this is a great question. And it's one that I tackled in my book, Job Free, Four Ways to Quit the Rat Race and Achieve Financial Freedom on Your Terms. You can get that book on Amazon and as an audiobook on Audible. And in the final chapter, one of the points I was making in that book is that if you want to pursue a job-free life, you will be living outside the mainstream. You will be making sacrifices and you'll be making unusual life choices. And there is a lot of deferral of gratification in many of those choices. And the point that I made in job-free is that that is only going to work for you if you choose a path where you find purpose in the journey and not just in the destination. So for example, the listener who wrote the question mentioned extreme saving. If you feel that the idea of extreme saving is just going to be a major inconvenience and is going to mean that you're going to have to live in a way that you find unpleasant or just a hassle or just not fun, 
if you're going to have to do that for 10 years, I think you'd be miserable. I mean, personally, I, I wasn't an extreme saver. And although I do live fairly frugally, I wouldn't call myself an extreme saver now. It wasn't really my path. But what I do notice is that the people who chose that route to financial freedom, they find meaning in the journey. They find purpose in the journey. If you read the blogs of people like Mr. Money Moustache or Jacob Lundfisker, who writes Early Retirement Extreme, the guys who write about that lifestyle, they did extreme saving, not just to achieve financial independence, but also because they found meaning and purpose in the very idea of saving. I mean, Mr. Money Moustache writes about how he considers saving to be a way to save the world because he views consumerism as one of the sort of root problems of many things like environmental degradation and depletion of natural resources and, and these kinds of things. Personally, I don't agree with him on that. I mean, that's a sort of topic for another day. I'm not a fan of uh, wasting money and I really uh, appreciate all of the great freedom that saving can bring, but I don't quite see it in the same purpose terms as Mr. Money Moustache does. And that's probably one reason why I wouldn't find purpose in the journey of extreme saving. It would be more of an inconvenience to me because I wouldn't have that driving mission, that sense of purpose that, get, that meant that I would actually find it fulfilling to defer gratification and be an extreme saver. In my case, though, for example, I worked really hard on building a business and I was interested in achieving financial independence in the end. And I did think about the idea of creating value and about what the end game would be for my business. But I really found meaning in building a business because I believed in the mission of what we were doing. I was outraged at how badly architects and developers designed streets and buildings for pedestrians. And I thought that there was a real opportunity to improve the built environment for pedestrians, to make streets and buildings and spaces that work better, that people can more easily walk around and enjoy more and feel safer in. And I saw pedestrian movement as a real positive resource for the economy, for people's social lives, for healthy communities. And I wanted to build a business to advise on how to design better for pedestrians. And if I never achieved financial independence, if I just worked really hard building that business, I still would have got the sense of fulfillment. Obviously, I'm really glad that I did achieve financial independence. But in the day to day, when I was building my business, I didn't know that I was eventually going to be able to sell it. It wasn't by any means a foregone conclusion. But I wanted to do it anyway, because I felt good about the mission of my business. And it gave me a sense of purpose. There's a quote by Friedrich Nietzsche that goes, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. So I think my response to your question is not to say that you have to find work that you love, because frankly, there was a lot about my job and about my business that I didn't love. There were a lot of things that I found quite unpleasant to do and quite a hassle to do. It's not that I loved everything that I did when I was working really hard on building the business, but what I did get from it was a sense of purpose. In your question, you said, I find myself thinking, what if I worked extremely hard for many years and died in a freak accident before I got to travel extensively and have significant life experiences? And that's the key, is the word significant life experiences. If you're going to defer gratification, you have to find a way to make your work 
itself a significant life experience. And for me, that meant working on something that I felt absolutely passionately about, that I really believed in, that I saw a sense of injustice in the way that things are now and wanted to do something with my business to improve the world for pedestrians. Now, it just so happens that it was pedestrian movement that was my thing that I got interested in and found a sense of purpose and a mission in. But you can find a sense of purpose and a mission in any field. You just have to have the imagination to think about what you could contribute to provide value to other people in a way that would be meaningful. So in answer to the listener who was asking about how to think about this question of whether to delay gratification, my question to you is, what can you do for work that would involve delaying gratification that might be hard, that might be a, sl- a bit of a slog sometimes and might involve long hours. It might be difficult, but it has two redeeming qualities that make all of that worthwhile. Number one, you have a goal for where you want to go. For example, you eventually want to become financially independent. And number two, you find a sense of purpose in the mission itself. You gain fulfillment from what it is that you're doing every day. So that even if you did get run over by a bus and you never got to that goal of financial independence or whatever it was, you can still go to bed every night before you reach that goal thinking, I feel good about what I've done today because I believe in this and I get a sense of purpose from my work or from my art or from my extreme saving or whatever project it is that you're choosing that has an element of deferred gratification. All of these things have to be struggled for to a certain degree and the only way I know to cope with that struggle is to find meaning in the struggle itself I hope that makes sense don't forget to check out my book Job Free which you can find on Amazon under my name Jake DeSillis the last chapter the conclusions chapter has more of a discussion about this topic I hope you find that interesting I'd love to know what you think that's all for this episode and I wish you luck in finding purpose in your struggle thank you for listening to The Voluntary Life If you have feedback about the show, please email jake at thevoluntarylife.com. If you enjoyed this program, please share the podcast with your friends or click the donate button on thevoluntarylife.com.